Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to worship today. We're really glad you're here. It's going to be a great day of worship. I'm Jim, and wherever you're at, we're really, really excited to worship with you. Today we're continuing. It's our fourth week of a sermon series called The Way of Wisdom. We'll explore this gift that God has for us. What is wisdom? How do we receive it? How does it change our lives? God has the gift of wisdom for us. To uh, go deeper into the sermon, if you enjoy this and looking for another way to engage, go to sumc.co slash next, and you'll have uh, discussion questions and again, other ways to engage with God in the sermon today. So look forward to doing that. Also, if you're a guest, thanks for being here. Really excited to have you with us. We have a gift for you. It's a Starbucks digital gift card. Check in with us. We'll send that out to you right away. And now let's check in with Stephanie, who's going to tell us more about what's going on here at Schweitzer. Hi, I'm Stephanie. There is still plenty of summer left to get involved with Schweitzer Kids VBS block parties. We are thrilled that we already have several signed up to host, but we would love to have more, more hosts and more neighborhoods. Consider joining together with another family to host one. You can find out more and see this year's theme at sumc.co slash VBS. This is the last week to submit information for an engraved paver to be added to the Schweitzer Prayer Garden. These pavers are a great way to commemorate a loved one or a special event. We'll be adding these pavers to the garden later this summer. You can sign up on a form online at sumc.co slash next or stop by the Connection Center for more details. The prayer garden is a wonderful, beautiful place to reflect and pray. And speaking of prayer, we have an active prayer ministry here at Schweitzer that includes praying for people on our weekly prayer list, sending encouragement cards, and even in-person visits through our healing prayer ministry. If you'd like to share a prayer need or request an in-person visit, you can do this easily at our sumc.co slash prayer page. Once again, thank you so much for being with us today. Let's continue with worship. Thanks, Stephanie. We appreciate you. We invite you to engage today. There's a chat feature on your screen. Go ahead and uh, say hi to your friends. Give us your insights. We appreciate that. Also, if you'd like to receive prayer, there's a prayer button. So please uh, receive prayer today. And now let's continue to uh, celebrate God, celebrate each other. Let's worship. Savior is Jesus, my Lord, a wonderful Savior to me. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock, where rivers of pleasure I see. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock, that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love, and covers me there with hand, and covers me there with his hand. How wonderful Savior is Jesus, my Lord. He taketh my burden away, away. He holdeth me up, and I shall not be moved. He giveth me strength as my day. Oh, he hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock. 
that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand. And covers me there with his hand. With numberless blessings each moment he crowns and filled with his fullness divine. I sing in my rapture of glory to God for such a Redeemer as mine. Oh, he hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand, and covers me there with his hand. When clothed in his brightness transported, I rise to meet him in clouds on the sky. The sky, his perfect salvation, his wonderful love, I'll shout with the millions on high. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand, and covers me there with his hand. As we come to our time of prayer together, this week in our uh, series uh, centered around wisdom, God's wisdom, what a gift that is, we're really talking to the attribute, the attribute of humility, which is a big part of wisdom, to be a humble people as God teaches us. So first I want to read a scripture and then we'll have some uh, silence and then uh, we'll pray together. So hear this scripture, I'll read it twice. This is from Philippians, Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or in vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. Let's hear that one more time. Do nothing out of self, selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Now let's have a time of silence to reflect on God's words to us. It is good and right to reflect on God's call on our lives to be humble people. God teaches us to be uh, to people who value others with deep, deep love and sacrifice to really give ourselves away. So we thank God for God's spirit that can really honor and glorify God. So let's continue to pray together uh, this morning. Holy God and kind, kind Father, we thank you for your spirit. Uh, come Holy Spirit, help us to be sacrificial people who really look to our neighbors to give ourselves away to uh, to love them to care for them our families our friends our co-workers whatever it is uh, god uh, we uh, we open ourselves to you to use us to honor 
and glorified you. And now, Lord, we love you and praise you, and let's pray together the prayer the Lord taught us long ago in saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we come to our time of offering together, we want to thank you for your generosity, your giving. We really appreciate it. It changes lives all over the Schweitzer campus and, and beyond that. From the, uh, the garden, which is full of families and children in our neighborhood here, and uh, the kids' ministry, youth, the pantry, and so much more. Thanks for your generosity. We give with faith, trust, and obedience that God will use our gifts in a way that will bless the world. And we, uh, we give because God is so generous to us. We can continue to give by going to sumc.co slash give at any time, also on the Schweitzer app. So check that out if you haven't. It's easy to give that way, but we really appreciate your generosity. Hello and welcome, I'm Jason. Thanks for joining us in worship today. We're so glad you're here. We're on week four of a sermon series we're calling The Way of Wisdom. We're taking a look at the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. We're seeing how the Lord has given wisdom to his community from a long time ago and how that wisdom speaks into our life today. Today we're gonna to be taking a look at a text that may be very familiar to you. It's a text that you may, may very well have heard it's a text that speaks to us about the significance of humility and the ability we have to learn and how the Lord wants to, to lead us. So if you've got your Bibles, we're going to be reading from Proverbs 3, verses 5, 6, and 7. And there we hear these words. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. The word of God for the people of God and the people of the world. Thanks be to God. Surrounding these verses in chapter 3 and all of the rest of the Proverbs, there are a number of resounding themes about wisdom, about wisdom's source, uh, about um, wisdom's practicality, and what we're supposed to do with wisdom, the usefulness of it. In chapter 3, the promise or incentive to attend to wisdom is found throughout a number of different verses. But wisdom has its benefits, and the writer of, of Proverbs wants us to know the benefits of wisdom. And so there's a number of things that we can talk about, how wisdom is helpful to our own lives. Those who walk in the way of wisdom, those who have wisdom, they can have a good reputation. Verse 4, those who walk in the way of wisdom can expect to enjoy a long and most of the time a happy life. Those who walk in the way of wisdom can know rest and peace. Those who walk in the way of wisdom will be blessed by God. <clears throat> this wisdom that we're invited to, to walk in, that we're invited to be a part of, 
Also, the writer of uh, this chapter of Proverbs chapter 3 has a source. And the source for this wisdom, the source for this good life is the Lord himself. In, in verses 19 and 20, the writer describes the Lord almost as a, well, Pastor Spencer a couple weeks ago talked about lady wisdom. And this wisdom is personified. Wisdom is, is pictured as being at creation itself, watching the universe burst into formation and form. And wisdom, being right there, leads to and provides a good life because wisdom flows from God and is present in all of creation. So if we want to know what, what uh, goodness is, well, we've got to get in touch with wisdom. Wisdom, however, though it has its benefits and it has a source, and the source we could almost imagine as being theological, wisdom also has practical places where it connects with us, practical things to say to us. Wisdom, throughout all of chapter 3, we see wisdom asking us to do some things and asking us not to do some things. In verse 1, wisdom asks us to remember the commands of the Lord. In verse 5, we're encouraged to trust the Lord. In verse 9, Wisdom says, honor the Lord with our wealth. Wisdom also has a way of saying there are some things that we should avoid. And this is what it means to walk in the way of wisdom. Like, don't lose sight of common sense. Don't withhold good from those who deserve it. Don't plot against your neighbor. Don't pick a fight without reason. Don't envy violent people. A lot of great, uh, great comments that speak to all of us. The do's and don'ts that we're going to be looking at today are this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. The do's and don'ts that we see in this text are this. The do is this. Trust the Lord. Seek his will. Fear the Lord. The don't is, don't depend on your own understanding. And don't be impressed by your own sense of wisdom. Behind these two do's and don'ts, there's a vice and there's a virtue. The vice that stands behind this, and like don't depend on your own understanding and don't be too impressed, is the vice of pride. And the, the virtue is the virtue of humility. Now, pride throughout all of Scripture and even in the book of Proverbs, pride never leads to a place where we really want to find ourselves. Pride in Proverbs 13 leads to contention. In Proverbs chapter 17, pride is, is described as that which goes before destruction. Nowhere throughout Scripture is pride spoken of, of in, in glowing terms. Pride is certainly problematic. It's why it's considered one of the seven deadly sins. Now that kind of pride that we're talking about isn't the same kind of pride as when you say, I'm proud of my son, or I'm proud of my daughter, I'm proud of the work that I've accomplished in a certain role, I'm proud of this or that accomplishment. Pride in that way is finding joy in the life that's being extended to other people. And <clears throat> humility, humility is really connected to the capacity to be able to say thank you, to recognize that, that we are people who are dependent upon other people, and we, we give voice to that. The pride that is spoken of here, the pride that leads to contention, or the pride that goes before destruction, is a pride that sees one as the ultimate or the pinnacle, and everything else is simply self-serving to the self. 
So humility and pride, the virtue and the vice, the virtue is humility, pride is the vice. They stand behind this encouragement to trust the Lord because when one goes on a journey of learning, of gaining wisdom, of knowledge, of finding out what is true, it's true what is said within our culture that knowledge is power. And power, apart from humility, has often accompanied many of the tragedies that we see across the pages of history. So the call goes out to those who are learning, to those who are growing, to those who are gaining wisdom and experiencing accomplishments. The call goes out in this call to trust the Lord, to be somebody who trusts the Lord with all your hearts, to seek to do the will of the Lord, and to be somebody who keeps the commands of the Lord. Now, <clears throat> the commands of the Lord, the will of the Lord, the plan of the Lord, sometimes can be ways uh, of wisdom that challenge our own sense of wisdom. We see this when we take a look at the broader scope and the broader stories of Scripture. When Mary comes to Joseph and she tells Joseph that she's pregnant, and she's pregnant by the act of the Holy Spirit, Joseph's wisdom said to her when he considered this reality, I should send Mary away quietly because she's obviously pregnant from another source other than me and I don't know what to do in that moment. But the, the Lord sent an angel and said, there's a different way of wisdom that I am calling you into in this very moment and I want you to take care of this child that she, she carries. When Nicodemus came to see Jesus at night. Nicodemus was a, a religious leader. And John tells us of, of how he had questions about what Jesus was saying and how Jesus was teaching. And so he came to see Jesus at night. Jesus uh, engaged Nicodemus in conversation. And then at some point, Jesus said to Nicodemus, Nicodemus, if you want to see the fullness of the kingdom of heaven, you have to be born again. And Nicodemus thought about that. And he quiz Jesus because he said, I, I don't really understand what you mean by being born again. You mean I have to go back into my mother's womb, my aged mother's womb? And Jesus said, no, Nicodemus, uh, you're not getting what I'm talking about in terms of the wisdom of, of God. The wisdom of God says that all of us are at a place. We all of us find ourselves at a place where we need to be born of the Spirit of God. We've been born of water, the water of, of, of our mother's. But we need God's Spirit to blow into our own spirits, the very lifeblood of God. So Jesus was saying, There's, you've got wisdom on the one hand, you understand how natural birth happens, but the Spirit has to give birth to our own spirits. There's a wisdom that comes from the Lord, sometimes is outside of ourselves. Solomon, who the Proverbs are oftentimes named after, when he looked at the at the nation that he was given to his dad, he realized that this, this nation that he was in charge of, of Israel, had strength and had power, but it was limited in scope. And he saw an opportunity for the nation of Israel to expand. And he lived into that, that possibility, except that he lived into that possibility in the way of wisdom of all of the other nations around him. He would make pacts and agreements. He would sign contracts. Today, we would call it signing contracts. And in his day, he would make covenants with other nations and other tribes and other people by accepting as a token of their alliances brides from the other kings and from the other countries. 
he expanded himself so that we know about Solomon that he had many wives and many concubines, up to 900. But what he did in doing that, in accepting the wisdom of his day, Solomon himself missed the wisdom of what God had said around marriage and what God called good and right and beautiful. And so, um, after Solomon's life, the nation of Israel would grow through great strife, due in part to Solomon living by the wisdom of his own day instead of the wisdom of what God was, had laid out through the rest of Scripture. God's economy, God's wisdom, can often seem profoundly paradoxical to the wisdom that we see being represented in the world and in our culture and in our own times. Tim and Kathy Keller, in their little book called God's Wisdom for Navigating Life, Note this about what we see lived out in the pages of the Old Testament. The Old Testament shows us God bringing his salvation into the world through Sarah rather than Hagar, through Leah rather than Rachel, through Jacob rather than Esau, through David and not his older, more presentable brothers. God ordinarily works through the girl nobody wanted and the boy everyone has forgotten about in every generation. So the takeaway is this, get wisdom, seek knowledge, grow, and do it with humility. Don't be, in too, or don't be too impressed with yourself. Seek the Lord, seek to walk in the ways of God. Don't, don't have the sense that you need to be the smartest person in the room, but walk in the Lord, trust what the Lord has to say. So how can we do that? How can we live out trusting the Lord with all of our hearts, and not leaning on our own understanding. Well, here are some suggestions. One is to read the scriptures. Immerse yourself in the scriptures. Begin to have your mind be shaped by what the scriptures say. In 2019, retired Colonel J.R. Brown went to be with the Lord. Now, I met Colonel Brown when I first arrived at Schweitzer. He would come early to church, and he'd also leave early. But when he came early to church, he would sit in the fellowship center and uh, he, would, he would greet all kinds of people, have conversations with all kinds of different people who were coming to church. When I began to interact with Colonel Brown, he began telling me about where he was at in his Bible reading at, at that time. Later, I was able to sit down with Colonel Brown and he would unpack for me the significance of, of his engagement with Scripture. He told me about his career and how after he retired was when he really began to engage the scriptures. And while he was having all kinds of fun learning and growing in, in his scripture reading, he also lamented to me on a number of different occasions about how he didn't start reading the scriptures until later in life. And as he read the scriptures, he thought about things that he had encountered earlier in his, in his life. And he was incredibly smart, incredibly accomplished. But as he read and he reflected, there was an admission that much of his life he had lived in his own wisdom. And there were some real, some things he really missed out on and some things he really messed up at. And he lamented that reality. And he had wished that he had been immersed in the pages of Scripture and in the wisdom of the Lord. He wished that he had trusted the Lord with all of his heart all of the days of his life.
So here's this call to us. If we want to walk in the ways of wisdom, if we want to walk with humility in what God is, is leading us to, we've got to walk in such a way that we immerse ourselves and connect ourselves to the wisdom of the Lord. We've got to come to the scriptures all throughout our life. Another thing we can do is we can keep learning and growing, not just in the pages of scripture, but in all kinds of things. One of the ways to just stay fresh is to never tire of the joy of learning something new. Maybe you or I have gotten to a place in our life where we, we think we've gathered all the information, all the data, all the, all the knowledge, all the know-how about some kind of thing or entity. If we want to learn something new, maybe there's some place in our life where we need to take up a challenge and we need to go back to the starting floor, the entry floor where we have to learn again. And maybe in learning something new, maybe there's a step of faith, a new step of faith that the Lord would be bringing to us and inviting us into doing something that we've never done before simply because we don't know how to do it. But maybe the Lord has something for us there. The act of practicing confession brings us back to the reality that we, we don't have it all put together. When we say to somebody else, uh, I'm really falling down in this area of my life. It's an act of practicing humility because we say we need the accountability and the help of other folks. And then one other item that we might partake of is that of engaging in community. One of the gifts that God has for all of us is that all of us have a place where we belong. We belong to a family. We're meant to belong to a church where people are encouraged and appreciated, celebrated, held accountable. One of the gifts of a healthy community is the engagement with humility. For in times when we come to confession or in times of great accomplishment, there is a reminder in those moments that we're never as incredibly bad or incredibly good that we might think of ourselves from time to time. But we are people who are on a journey and God is able to do amazing things with people who trust in Him. Recently, I was talking with somebody about this very text. They, meant that they mentioned this text. Actually, they were talking about their own journey. And they were talking about how cancer had come to their life in their, in their mid-40s. And it was a real challenge. And yet what was comforting to them and speaking to them was this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. That was a, a verse that they kept looking to and kept taking promises from. The second thing, that this person was talking about was the power of the community. She said to me, she said, we felt the prayers of, of Schweitzer. We felt the prayers of people who were praying for us throughout this entire journey. We knew that we were loved. And friends, if there's any way that we can step into humility is to know a sense of our own weakness, to know that people are helping us along through their prayers, through the act of prayer. It's one of the ways we can help and encourage other folks because we carry one another to the Lord. So today, we are invited through all of the wisdom pieces to come before the Lord, to hear this text once again. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. 
We hope you'll continue to join us as we make our way through this, this writing, this gift that the Lord has given to us. May the Lord bless you and guide you and keep you. Amen. Thanks, everybody, for worshiping today. Thanks, Stephanie, for keeping us connected. Thank you to Jason for the message. And who do you know that could use a message about humility, that God's grace in our lives and how humility changes us and changes others? Share this message with a, with a friend. And now we really look forward to seeing you back next week for week five for The Way of Wisdom.